0: Hey guys, welcome to the episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. In a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, Before we get into our episode for today, uh, this will be the last podcast for 2020. Um, You know, before we record this last one, you know, I just wanted to take some time um, to thank you to the listeners for just another awesome year. you know this podcast; it really couldn't go on without your support and without your ability to share and to like and to listen and to download. And I'm so appreciative of all those wherever you are uh, that listen to the podcast. You know, throughout the years, we started this in 2017, late 2017. Um, so I can't believe it's almost been almost four years, right? We've we've grown so much together right? These last four years. So, you know, I started the podcast um, in a way to kind of help myself. But then as I started to do a couple of these podcasts, then I would get messages saying, hey, I'm going through the same thing from people I know and people I don't know. They say, hey, you know, could you talk on this or could you study about this? And then that developed into what we have now. Right. And so, you know, we went from getting, you know, 200 downloads in a month to around like six thousand now and so we've grown uh you know exponentially because of uh because of the listeners i'm so thankful for you guys you know we've over the past few years we've we've laughed together right we disagreed together uh we've studied together we've challenged one another uh, but most importantly we've grown in our faith together and i know my faith has grown and i hope that yours has too so i just want to take some time Um, just, you know, at the end of the year for this year, uh, just to thank you guys so much for another great year. And if it's Lord will, uh, next year, uh, we can do, uh, you know, more things together. Uh, we can continue to spread the word, continue to, uh, teach one another and to grow in our faith. So I'm just so appreciative uh, of you guys. So thank you guys so much. So, um, this podcast, you know, normally, uh, I think like the past couple of years we've done around in December, we've done a podcast where um, we talk about lesson learn, lessons learned in a certain year. I think we've done that every year, if I'm not mistaken. And so we're going to do this uh, this year too. Um, and so the lesson for this podcast is lessons learned in 2020, right? Lessons learned in 2020. Um, this is, this has been a, an insane year, right? It's been pretty crazy. Um, with, uh, you know, COVID-19, you know, it's one thing to, uh, to see it happening in China, but then when it's actually in your back door, you know, it becomes really real for you. Um, so it's been crazy with COVID. Um, it's been crazy with the presidential election. It's been crazy with, um, you know, the racial tension in our nation. And even though so much has happened, um, there's still so much that I think we can learn. There's always something you can learn. Um, And I think that there's a few things I want to hone in on today uh, of what I learned, and hopefully these lessons can translate uh, for you, uh, but then also we can open up the Bible and compare what we've learned to what the scripture says too, okay? So what have I learned in 2020? Uh, Number one, what I learned in 2020 is the world needs the gospel, the world needs the gospel right you know so many times i think we we tend even in our own personal lives right um we run away from what we really need so sometimes we run towards other things that we think will satisfy uh this void that we're feeling at this certain time um so if we want this um, we'll go, we'll go after money or we'll go after people or we'll go after possessions or we'll go after positions or we'll war or we'll fight or we'll do all this stuff. And then after it's over, then we think we're going to be completely satisfied. Um, but I think the world needs the gospel. The one thing that the world is fighting over, the one thing the world is getting angry with one another over, we really need the gospel. That's what the world needs. And I want to look at this example here. So take your Bibles with me. And I I know if you're new to the podcast, we open up our Bibles and we study together. Um we try our best to stay out of our, our personal opinions at times, and we want the Bible to speak for itself. All right. So let's let's go to Second Timothy chapter three. And I want to notice um timothy's situation and i think it's very similar to us once we start to understand and once we start to read this okay all right so second timothy chapter three uh verses one through seven now just to give a little background to you you got to remember about paul paul was a persecutor of the church but then paul was converted and paul is now a preacher of the gospel and so now paul is actually teaching someone a young man named timothy who's preaching as well and so first and second Timothy is written directly to him uh, for instructions of what to do as a, as a young preacher. And so I want you to notice in chapter 3 the environment that Timothy is going to preach in. And I want to discuss that with us today, all right? So look at, look at verses 1 through 7 of Second Timothy chapter 3. This also know that in the last days perilous times shall come For men shall be lovers of their own selves. They'll be covetous. They'll be boasters. They'll be proud. They'll be blasphemers. They'll be disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of all that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. They have a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof from such turn away for of this sort are they which creep in the houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lust. These men are ever learning, but they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, as I read that this morning, doesn't that sound like where we're living today? Doesn't that sound like our world today? You know, Paul said, look, in the last days, you're going to have to preach this book. You're going to have to preach the gospel. You're going to have to teach to people that are like this. And he said, when you do that, guess what you still need to do? Don't change because they won't change. He said, you need to preach the gospel. And so for us today, right, and especially for us that are Christians, guess what we need to do? We need to teach and preach the gospel to other people. You know, Dad uh, preached a sermon about, um, about evangelism. And he said, you know, this is why evangelism is so important. Because there are people that you know that I will never come in contact with. But that's your world. So you should evangelize to the world that you're in. Then there's people that I know that you may never meet. But guess what I still have the responsibility to do, to teach them the gospel. And so guess what our world needs? Our world needs not only the preachers. The world needs every Christian to go into their own world, whether that's their home, whether that's their school, whether that's their place of employment, whether that's their place of recreation. No matter where it is, they need every Christian to go into their world and to go preach the gospel. Because there's only so much that, uh, that the preacher can do himself. That's why evangelism is a congregational effort. We all need to go spread the gospel. And so Paul was telling Timothy, you still preach. Yes, these people are going to be like this, but you still preach. And notice verse 7, and I think this really relates to us today. Aren't we called the information age? I think verse 7 explains us perfectly. It says they're ever learning but they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, I think we're in a society where when we want to know something, we just ask Siri, right? We go to Google, right? We go online. We, do, we have all these information, information in our pockets. But Paul says here, this generation, they're always going to be learning, but they're not even going to be learning about the right things they'll never know about coming to the knowledge of the truth because they're always too busy what? too busy learning. And so he says but even though that happens he says you still preach. That's why 2nd 2 Timothy 2:15 2. is written. Preach the word. Be instant in season, add a season, right? Do all of those things because you need to preach the gospel. So what's the what's the application for us? What do Christians need? going into 2021 what do we need going into 2021 and i came up with a list of uh of three things here of what we need in order to help change our world number one christians going into 2021 we need to believe that the gospel has life-changing power does that make sense we need to believe ourselves that the gospel has life-changing power. I think sometimes um, as a Christian, we think the gospel can't really change somebody, but it can. The gospel has that power. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20 here. And notice what our text says here. Now unto him, talking about Christ, that is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So here's the question. If I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, according to the context of Ephesians, what is the power that works in us? It's nothing special about me at all. You know, I'm not, I'm not special but what is special is what this book says so what's the power that works in us the gospel and so if you're a christian guess what power you have because you have this book you can help change lives and you know a lot of times you know when you see um when you see commercials on tv and you see people uh, people donating money, which is a wonderful thing to do, right? People donating food, maybe people donating shelter or clothes or all that. And then, you know, maybe that it's a commercial that says that. And then at the end of the commercial, what does it always say? Changing lives, right? You know, giving food, giving shelter, giving all that, that's wonderful. And, and those are necessities. But think about the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that can literally literally change your life see getting clothes getting food getting all that yes that can change your situation but can it change your life because guess what can always go away money so guess what you need more of more money guess what gets old clothes guess what you're going to need more of clothes guess what runs out food guess what you're going to need more of food all that's so that stuff is great, but that stuff is temporary. The only thing that we have that is life changing, according to Ephesians 3 20, is the gospel. And so, what, is, what do Christians need? We need more belief going into 2021, despite COVID, despite um, who's in office, despite racial tension, despite all the other things that may happen next year, Lord willing. We need to believe. That the gospel can change anybody just think about who wrote first timothy it was paul paul was you know and what we say today paul was paul was a savage paul didn't care about anybody and paul thought he was doing the right thing but the gospel changed him so guess who the gospel can change it can change anyone now let me ask you this question personally If you're a Christian, didn't the gospel change you? Maybe you used to be brash. Maybe you used to be angry. Maybe you used to have a certain demeanor about yourself. But what changed about you? The gospel changed you. So we need to go into 2021 believing that the gospel can change people. Right. Then number two, what we need going into 2021 is simply we need more faith. See, in order to believe that the gospel can change people, what do you and I have to have? We need to have faith. Quickly, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, and this is the Hall of Faith chapter, one of our favorite chapters we've studied. But specifically, I want to hone in on verse number six. You know, it describes what faith is in verse one. Right now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, but watch what it says in verse six. But without faith for the Christian person, y'all, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So what if we go into 2021 as a congregation, as an individual, as a Christian, you go into 2021 and you said, man, Jordan, that sounds really good. Let's, let's go for it. Remember, I don't think it's going to happen though. But it sounds good, so I'm on the bandwagon. Guess what's not going to happen then? Because you don't have faith. So notice what faith is. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Do you hope that 2021 is going to be amazing? Yeah, all of us do. All of us want to get out of 2020. So do you hope that 2021 is going to be great? Yes. But do you have evidence that it will be? No. No. So what do you need to have? Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible. So what do you need to have going into 2021 as we evangelize? You need to have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, notice the first thing, what does he say? He that cometh to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if we don't believe that this book that the Lord gave us can help change anybody's life in 2021, it's not going to. Because we have to have faith. It takes faith to teach. It takes faith to evangelize. It takes faith to continue to evangelize when things look as bleak as they did this year. What if 2021 is the exact same way? are we going to stop teaching? What do we need to have? We need to have more faith going into 2021. And then number three, <clears throat> they all kind of go along together, but number three, you as, and this is you as an individual Christian. Okay. And I'm talking to myself too, right? Anytime we we talk about these things, I talk to me too. So going into 2021, not only do we need um, to believe that the gospel has changing power. Not only do we have to believe um, and have more faith, but number three, you as an individual, you have to have a more evangelistic mindset. So, you know, I think a lot of times we, we preach on that, we have seminars on that, we teach on that, um, and which is all wonderful. But I think evangelism comes down to this. You being a Christian, understanding what it took, according to the scripture, to be saved. You need to get to the point in your Christian life where you ask yourself, who have I helped to know Christ? Maybe I've been a member of the church for 15 years, maybe five, maybe two, maybe 30, maybe 60. But in those however many years I've been a Christian, have I just been a Sunday-Wednesday guy or girl that just shows up and not do anything? You see, and this is, okay, this is my tangent for the day. So many times we think that busy work is equivalent to being faithful. Now, do things around the building need to get done? Of course, do um, you know, when we have certain events is our decorations and having things decorated and look nice. Is that great to have? Of course. And are we appreciative of those that do those things? Of course. But I heard a, a preacher say this. He said he um he went to a gospel meeting to preach and he went there and a lady came up to him. And he preached on evangelism that night and a lady came up to him and said, you know, I have, I have never um, been that evangelistic in my life. I've never, I've never done that. I've never taught anybody. And so, you know, she walks away and then someone else comes up and says, you know, that lady that just talked to you just a second ago, he said, yes, sir. He said, she is the most faithful woman that I know because She makes the best pies at the potluck, and she's the greatest decorator at the congregation. So she is the most faithful woman that we have. Well, hold up. What did she just admit two seconds ago before you came up? I have never taught anybody. So is busy work our definition of faithfulness today? I believe it is. But according to what God says, and, you know, and here's the thing, I've had people disagree with me on this, and that's fine. But if the Lord says, I got to say it, whether you disagree with me or not, faithfulness is not about your own personal works. Faithfulness is, are you, as an individual, doing what Jesus said before he left? Are you doing your part to go and teach somebody? What are you doing to teach somebody? That's what being fake. you know, you need to get to the point and I need to get to the point in my Christian walk where I need to personally ask myself, I've been a Christian for X amount of years. Yeah, I've been to every gospel meeting. Yeah, I've been to every lectureship. Yeah, I've been to all this. But what have I personally done to help Someone that is lost, come to know Christ. Whether I am a male or whether I am a female, what have I done? Because you can disagree with me all you want today, but one day at judgment, you are going to have to answer to God. And God is going to ask you the same question I'm asking you today What have you done to bring someone else to Christ? you know, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is a command for all of us to go into all the world and to teach the gospel. What have you done? Let me tell y'all something. I'm very appreciative of the the ladies that decorate, the ladies that, um, you know, that do all these things for VBS and all this. It's do crap. It's, it's great. You guys do a wonderful job, but I'm just trying to challenge you to expand your horizons to be more evangelistic. Those are things that, that are good to be done, but focus on evangelism too. And let me tell you all ladies something and males too. It's a wonderful thing for someone to walk in the building and to see your handiwork. Hey, you did a great job on doing this. You did a great job on doing that. That's a, that's, it's great and wonderful to hear someone say that. But you know, the most amazing feeling that a Christian person can have, is not about what they decorated. It's not about what they brought to the potluck. It's not about what they did this or this or this or this. The most amazing thing you can feel, I promise you, please, please trust me, the most amazing thing you can feel is that you as an individual that you played a part in changing somebody's life for eternity for et- y'all know how long eternity is to know that you played a part in changing somebody's final destination for eternity That is the most amazing feeling you can feel. That's better than any pat on the back. That's better than any handshake. That's better than any award. That's better than any recognition I could ever get. As long as I know and the Lord knows, that's all the recognition that I will ever need in my life. I don't need anybody to recognize me for what I'm doing ever. I'm good. But, you know, I, I met a guy and he was one of those guys that was very, he's very eccentric, right? So he's a people person, right? He loves to, um, you know, he loved to talk. He loved to uh, to laugh, you know, he loved to, you know, mess around with everybody. Uh, but little did everybody else know, he was going through some stuff. And one day he comes up and talks and he wants to have a Bible study. And we have a Bible study together. And the same guy that is eccentric, that's a people person, that's happy for everybody when everybody's here, breaks down. I mean, just man tears, right? And he talks about how he just, he wants more direction, right? He wants more of this in his life. And we studied the gospel together, and that man obeyed the gospel, and to see him have I can't explain it all like to see him have a new direction in life to see him have somewhere to go and for him to know that Christ is with him and that me as just a regular dude had a, had a part in changing that man's life. That is, I can't explain it. Like I'm, I'm trying to explain it, but I can't. That's what you should feel as a Christian. That's what you should strive for. Strive to help change somebody's life forever, guys. But you can't do that if you stay in the four walls. You can't do that if you just encourage the saved. Is that a part of our work? Yes, but you have to go evangelize. I'm telling you, that is the most amazing feeling. And if we can bring that into 2021, That'll be amazing. But let me tell you something: you will never feel that if you don't be involved in the study or be involved in the in the evangelistic process. You won't feel that. But if you're involved in it, you'll be able to sit back and say, "Man, I helped change his life for eternity." He was lo- if the Lord would have came back yesterday, he he won't have he, he wouldn't have made it. But because of his or her decision to obey the gospel, he can go to, come on, man. How is that not amazing? That's what we should be striving for. Not these pat on the backs, but we should be striving for helping to change people's lives forever with the gospel, right? Then number two, you know, we talked about the world needs the gospel. Then number two, here's another lesson I learned in 2021. We need each other. What do you mean? You know, our world is, well, specifically um, America, I guess. We're, we're split in two ways. And it feels like if you live in America, you have to pick a side. What do you mean? Well, it's either white or black. Pick a side. It's either Republican or Democrat. Pick a side. You know, you you have to pick a side. And so even among God's people, I believe we have gotten to a point where even as a Christian, I am more proud to be a certain culture or to be a certain political party than just being a Christian. You know, we can talk all day on Facebook about, uh, about politics. We can talk all day about, on Facebook about, um, about racial tension. But the same people that put, you know, three pages of posts can't tell you the plan of salvation. Can't tell you all the conversions and acts. Can't tell you who the disciples were, but say they're a proud Christian. Come on, man. Come on, man. We need each other. You see, and here's the thing. Jesus prayed for us. You know, look at look at John chapter 17, if you will. John 17. And I want you to notice verses 17 through 20. Actually, I'm sorry. John 17, 20 through 23. I got that wrong. John 17, starting in verse 20. Before Jesus is betrayed in the garden, Jesus goes through a period where where he prays. He prays for himself, and then he also prays for the disciples, but then he also prays for those that will believe on him. And so watch verse 20. He says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which believe on me through the word. Or through their word, that they all might be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I've given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Thou has loved them as thou has loved me. You know, the reason why I don't post anything political, the reason why I don't post anything about racial tension, the reason why, because of verse number 23, because he says that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me, you know, We're going to be judged, and I think Christians, we forget that we're going to be judged by every idle word. So if you're a preacher of the gospel, and I know more about you and more about your views than I do about the gospel, you're going to have to answer for that one day. You might not want to hear this, but you will. You're going to have to answer for that one day. If you're a Christian and you do the same thing, you're going to have to answer for that one day. What is more important to you? The gospel or this? Well, Jordan, how come it can't be both? What's more important? You gotta make a choice. Now you can disagree and get mad at me, and that's fine. I can take that. But one day with your knee bowed, and trust me, your knee will be bowed. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to to, to answer for those. And I wouldn't want to be in your shoes if you if you're in that situation. So I'd rather be quiet now and have confidence in answering the Lord later than be loud now and be shaking in my boots later. So Jesus prayed that we'll be one. So how can we be one if we're divided in everything? We can't. And so here's the thing, guys. When Jesus prays, good things happen. And what did Jesus Jesus pray for us? Remember in Luke 22, verse 31 and 33 before jesus knew that peter would betray him that jesus says that satan desires to have you and to sift you as wheat but jesus said i have prayed for you i pray you know that that's the most amazing thing to know that jesus prays for us he said i prayed for you i pray that your faith doesn't fail You know, to to everyone that's divided on Facebook, to all my brethren that are divided, to all my brethren that are are pressuring, pressuring other brethren to pick a side, you know what I say to you? I say the same thing. I pray that your faith doesn't fail because Satan desires to have you. He desires to sift you as wheat, but I pray that your faith doesn't fail because guess what Jesus prayed for in John 17? That we all might be one. And so there's certain personal matters that we might disagree on. There's certain personal matters we may never see eye to eye on. But if you're a Christian, guess what the Lord prayed for? That we can be one. Remember in Acts 15, right, versus, uh, like around verse 36 to 41, when, um, when Paul had that disagreement with, with Silas? about bringing John Mark, and he didn't want to bring him. Or Well, Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas had that disagreement. What never stopped, though? The work. But the first time a Christian has a disagreement with somebody else, what's the first thing that stops? Can't work them anymore. Uh, That's a wrap. Let me go find somebody. We can still work, and we can still disagree. And so we need each other in 2021. And then the final lesson that I learned in 2021 is you don't know what you have until it's gone. You don't know what you have until it's gone. You know, many times, excuse me, before, before COVID hit, it was kind of like, and this was, and, and this is what happens most times. Before COVID hit Sunday morning, packed right two hundo three hundo right but then sunday night what do we hit 90 60 40 20 so before covid it was like pulling teeth to get brethren to come to worship and it was like pulling teeth to come to get brethren to come back on sunday night But now that that opportunity has been taken away, then who's the loudest now? Well, you can't stop us from, well, wait a second. When you had the right, were you coming? You see, here's the thing. Now I think we understand why the Hebrews writer in Hebrews 10, 25 wrote, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Because guess what you miss where you're not assembled, you miss that encouragement to keep evangelizing. You miss that encouragement to keep living right. You miss that encouragement of singing. You miss that encouragement of, of being around the communion table together. You miss that encouragement of Bible class. You miss that encouragement of good sound doctrine. You miss that. But when it was there, then we kind of we took it for granted. But now it's taken away. Now everyone everybody's jumping up and down. You see, people thought you know it would always be here. Well, what happens if it's taken away? Then, like we mentioned before, how's your faith? You see, what we need to do in 2021 is we need to cherish moments with friends and loved ones and cherish worship. We need to cherish the scripture. You know, there's a song that we sing um, called I Keep Falling in Love with Him over and over and over again. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. I keep falling in love with Him over and over and over and over again. You know, I think in 2020, I think because up to this point, we've gotten so used to just coming to worship that we've forgotten how to fall in love with Christ. Because when that was taken away, when, when we couldn't meet because of the the vaccine or because of the the virus, I think people need to understand how much they need to love God. Because what happens if we're persecuted like there were in the scripture? Are we going to cause a riot? Because Paul didn't. Daniel didn't. Joseph didn't. But what makes, oh, well, we're Americans, so no. Nope. You see, we need, to, we need to go back to Bible things. And so we need to cherish the word of God. We need to cherish one another. Because there may come a time. Where what happens if we're persecuted? Then guess what we're going to need? We're going to need to know this book right here, and we're going to need each other. Just saying. Just something that we need to put out there. But we need to take advantage of these opportunities. You know, and I understand that, um, you know, as brethren, we won't agree on Everything. I understand as brethren, um, you know, there's personal things that we all have, and that's that's understandable. But at the same time, we're going to need each other moving forward. We are. And so I hope that in 2021 that we can bring the gospel to the world. I hope that we can really understand the need for one another as Jesus prayed, And I hope that we will be able to have a better understanding and cherish the Lord's people, cherish the word of God and cherish the church that the Lord died for more and to protect her and to defend her and to bring more souls to the gospel. And I believe if we do those things in 2021, even if the virus is still here, even if racial tension is still here, even if political stuff is still here, that we can have a better world in twenty twenty one if we do this together. I hope that this was able to help you as it's helped me I hope it was able to challenge you as it's challenging me uh again, I just want to thank you guys so much for a great twenty twenty one um you guys have been the most amazing um you know it's kind of like a I kind of like a little podcast family here, you know. Uh, you know, we interact with one another, you ask questions, it's a wonderful thing to have. And um, I appreciate you guys so much. You guys have helped me. All of you have challenged me. If you had questions, you've challenged me, you've, you've uh, you allowed me to study more and to help me to become a better minister. And I appreciate you guys for that. And I hope next year, uh, we could do more great things together, our faith can grow together. And uh, we can continue to be the great examples that the Lord wants us to be. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your 2020, and we'll be back, Lord willing, uh, starting January in 2021. Thanks, guys.